Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. A Living History Production. Hello, and welcome to Peter Hart's Military History Podcast. And this is a, a special live from Gallipoli. And I'm with uh, Gary Bain, who's also... Well, I wouldn't say live. Comatose is a word I might have used, uh, but he's uh, he's with me. He's with me. He struggled through today, haven't you? Struggled through. You've enjoyed it, though, haven't you? Live, th. I'm live from Gallipoli. Live, live. I should have realised. Good, good, good work. Good work. Uh, yeah, we've had a good day today, Pete. We've uh, got a good group. Uh, we're out here with uh, fourteen people, some of whom we know, some of whom we don't. And we've had a great, great day. Yeah, it's it's been wonderful. And uh, better talk through uh, the the person who we've got to pay tribute to is first of all our guide, which is Belent Yorkbus. We always say thank you to him, and he's a fantastic bloke. He knows so much, and he's so nice. He's so he different from uh, the guy you that, me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's wonderful. And the driver Solomon, who has been absolutely fabulous and, and got us down in record time, and has performed wonderfully yeah um we'll mention other people as we go through uh, mainly by their first names to avoid uh, too much uh, personalizing uh, on this um so how did we start well we set off uh, as ever 10 minutes early five minutes early for five minutes early uh, so 10 to 10 to 9 and uh, we were off at uh, at, at nine and uh, first of all we went to the fort Khalid Bahir, uh where the gun is uh, where Sayers uh, performed his amazing feat of strength in lifting a shell to fire, which, to fire, which apparently hit the ocean or was reported to. And how do you feel when? Because you, you've been a number of times now at that fort. What, what do you think, think when you when you get to the fort and look at the straits and look at the situation? Yeah, I think actually the straits are the interesting part rather than the gun. You you can you can appreciate, for example, um, how the Allied ships were. Um, turning round, for example, in those straits and how that exposed them to the mines that had been laid. Um, and, uh, you know, generally we, we get a bit of luck and there's some shipping there that you can equate to, to, to the, uh, the Royal Navy well, and French been, Navy vessels. But it must have been such a great sight. 18 yeah. huge ships. Because they may be pre-dreadnoughts, but they're not small, are they? They're no, I mean, even today, they, it still gets, you know, massive ships up and down through the, the through the straits. And you, you can imagine what they, that must have looked like. Yeah, yeah and it was a, a sunny day, just like it was for us today. Um, so so what else? Uh, well, so we, 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 we stayed there for a bit. And then we went on to round through to uh, Helles, Helles, to V Beach. Now, V Beach was a very special place for me. When I first came to Gallipoli, that was the thing I was most excited about. 
Um, how do you feel about what they've done to the fort, Gary? You've seen it before the improvements, and now you've seen it uh, with the improvements. What, what do you think? Well, as always, it's uh, it's going to be finished next year, and they've been saying that since 2016 when I first came. Um, it, it's not good. You can quite <clears throat> you can quite clearly see the new stone, and it and it looks. I'm describing it as Walt Disney, frankly. Um, it, it's not good, but you know it's their country. It's, it's their fault. They can do what they they want with it, but it it doesn't improve it. Yeah, for us as as battlefield tourists, uh, mm. it, it's not ideal. But it's it's uh, it, it, let's hope it when it opens, it weathers. Yeah, it may weather. Too. It may well do. And and you know when you go down and stand on the spit, it's good to have that in the background. You know, it, it's uh, uh, people can access a lot of photographs on the internet. There's quite a lot of famous photographs of the Dublin Fusiliers, for example, at the little bank we we, we stood there today. May not be the same bank, but there's a bank. Uh, it's in the ha- same place, isn't it? Yeah, and to have the fort in the background, you know, one of the things I say about Gallipoli is you don't need a great imagination, you know, because you can see it; it's there. Um, and and I think that adds to it. And V Beach particularly to stand there on the spit, look around, think about where um, you know those uh, those men were landed and the struggle they had to get ashore there. Um, and I just think it's a remarkable place, and it's a fantastic start to the day. You know, to start with the landings it is a great start to the day. And then we went to the cemetery. We we spent a little time thinking about, uh, we don't normally, but uh, the, the Roman Catholic uh, is it? What's it call them? Ch- um, padre or whatever. Father. Father. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was amazing because one of our guests, Paul. Was married in the church that that uh, that he'd run and, and and was sorry that was set up in his memory. It's one of the therefore one of the largest memorials to an individual because this whole church was built to commemorate the life of uh, Finn. Uh, so that was quite interesting, and you quite liked seeing the colonel next to him, didn't you? Yeah, and I think uh, I mean one of the interesting things we had a discussion about this, Pete, while we were there. Whilst we were there, there were people. Using that beach, they were they were local people, uh, holiday makers, uh, enjoying their holiday on that beach. But that's how it should be. It is. You know that is exactly how it should be. So you so you had the contrast of the uh, the cemetery, which people rightfully respect, um, with life going on around you. Yeah, it's fantastic, and, and I like seeing people on that beach. It, it does make you. It's 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 not some. We're not in some sort of morgue. We're not. We've got to live in the present and, 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 and enjoy it. So after that, we climbed up the cliff to Fort Number One, uh, and and uh, and then we went to the Hellers Memorial. And there, you, you read a quote that you read in one of our podcasts. And I don't know how you feel about it. It's about the chap who had the, a shell. Uh, his name's unforgettable, but I've forgotten it. Rawlings. Rawlinson, Robertson. No, I can't Rawlings. remember. But let's just leave it at the chap had his face blown off, um, and they put it a sandbag over his head. How do you feel when you read a quote like that? Because we stood next to where, and there's a picture of you. We'll put up pointing to the uh, to, to the uh, the man's uh, name in, in memorial. It's it's a bit harrowing, isn't it? It is a bit harrowing, but the the fact remains. You know, this is conflict. This is war. Um, you know, not not everything is uh, surgical. Um, you know, one of the parts of that quote, which which is actually resonating with me, um, is that. They were catching bombs and throwing back, you know. But it was a throwaway remark, mm. as if that's completely normal. Um, and then it talks about the horrific injuries that that 
poor bastard, frankly, suffered. Um, and it talks about how he died that night. Well, you're suspicious, aren't you? Well, I, not suspicious. You, I, I, I just think what I would have done, and I would have shot him, because I think it's the kindest thing. And I think that that's, in fact, what happened, because it was a kindness. I think so. I think so. We're, we're, well, people should maybe hear background noise. We're sat in the garden of the hotel. Uh, it's lovely. And again, people having their holidays all around us. It's fab- fabulous. Lovely atmosphere here. Uh, so, so what do we do there? Well, then we walked across the field, past the, the lighthouse to W Beach. Mm. And I think that's always a very special thing. We talked about the evacuation there. My book's still available, chums. Uh, <laughs> or actually, my book may be available. And, uh, and then we looked at the beach itself. And, and it was great because uh, there were even more lighters visible than usual, weren't there? I mean, the, the old lighters from 1915 lying on the beach they've been there for what 105 years it's it's amazing isn't it well it's even oil drums you know yeah. um john and i were standing looking at the oil drums obviously we saw them last year and and there's some change from last year um and and people refer to these things as rust and dust don't they on the western front but there's nothing like this you you have the uh, the piers are clearly visible the damage that, that they suffered the lighters are there uh, John pointed out that there was a sign of a lighter coming out from the bank there um, and it, it, you don't get this anywhere else and I've said it before you fall in love with Gallipoli yeah. um, it has a draw and somebody said you know a uh, uh, walking the battlefield is worth a thousand pictures well you get a thousand pictures they're just in your head it's just incredible it was great and you know you mentioned the evacuation so completely out of sequence Pete just you know just bloody wandering on you start banging on about the evacuation you know we haven't even got to W Beach but you're standing there and you 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 mentioned uh, you know that you'd been on a tour with a uh, an Afghan veteran who pointed out you know, you were standing in the middle of a debris field, and uh, and pointed out the the uh, the the ec- former cave, which was now a valley, yeah. where it came from. And I'd been there dozens of times and never seen it. But that's because I'm not military. I'm not a veteran, and you're not a war veteran no, that would recognise that kind of thing. I not mean, at all. It, it's not. So for me, that's always a special thing. And then after that, we we had lunch. There? Yes, we did. Yeah, we did on the beach. It was very pleasant. I mean, it's been a very hot day, so oh. people were, you know, keen to get in a bit of shade. So you had them have lunch on a beach. We had ice cream too. Yeah, not a lot of shade though, was there, Pete? To be fair, not a lot. And then, and then we climbed up the side of the cliff and visited our favourite dugout, which is uh, a little bit dangerous. But uh, as long as you're all in there, if it collapses, then of course there'll be no uh, no insurance claim. No, 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 no nobody to fill it out. And uh, remembering our, our motto, uh, the, the firm's motto, yeah, we'll be all right. It's unrepeatable. <laughs> it is unrepeatable, our motto. That's, that, it's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely unrepeatable. Um, so then we, we looked at the reservoirs. I, I always like to see that because it's got the Royal Monmouth's, uh, Royal Monmouth's um, insignia from August 1915. Yeah, and Dudley was very helpful there. He pointed out he that... He likes to be called Duddles. Duddles, of course, yeah. He pointed out that, uh, that it's the only... Uh, Royal Royal, so it's the Royal Monmouthshire Royal Engineers. So you know that that was a so good they named it twice. So good they named it twice. <laughs> yeah, and something you can trip over. But uh, no. All, <laughs> no, no, all the way around there, there were trenches everywhere. You know, as you as you were walking along by the reservoirs and then uh, on up towards um, Lancashire Landing Cemetery, uh, there were there were trenches everywhere. 
I mean, literally everywhere. All over that left-hand side. Yeah. Oh, well, and on the right hand side where we come over from uh, the, the lighthouse. It's just great. And you, you see, and people say, are, are those shell holes? You say, there's not many shells. No. I mean, there's some, but most of those shell holes are actually collapsed dugouts. And you yeah. can see they're, they're often leading off the trenches. Well, what did we do then? We went and looked at um, uh, WB, uh, W. Oh, sorry, I'm tripping over myself here. We went and looked at uh, Lancashire Landing Cemetery. Hmm. Uh, we don't do cemeteries are they they have to be part of a battlefield tour because you have to pay respects at least once or twice a day to to the people who, who lost their lives there on both sides. But I was particularly interested there because I've been doing some work on the only thing we ever won at Gallipoli, which was the Battle of uh, the Battle of Imbros in on the, on January the twentieth of nineteen eighteen, and uh, when the Garbon and the Breslau came out, and uh, I'm going to tell you all about this. Live on the boat, uh, when they sank the, uh, they sank, uh, they, they came out and sank the Raglan and the M18 or 28, who knows. Uh, but then they were caught by a combination of Royal Naval Air Service, Royal Flying Corps airplanes that distracted them. Then they ran into a minefield. The Breslau actually sank it, hit four or five mines, and the Garvin was crippled and only just made it pass and beached on Nagara Point, which we saw as we passed through, past Eshiba. And, that's a great story. And, but all the graves of the guys from the Raglan were there. Remember, we saw them. There's a, a great line of them, which were buried at Imbros. And we're going to see that cemetery where they were buried. And then moved over here. Um, yeah, I mean, I posted on Facebook um, that we were at Lancashire Landing. Because most people think about, you know, six VCs before breakfast with um, um, W Beach and uh, the Lancashire Fusiliers. And, and there is a VC in that cemetery there is we, yeah, we yeah we paid our respects there but i posted the fact that um it was t.s hunter i think and it he was on the raglan it had the date of death and i posted note the date of death you know because he, he was a casualty from as you say the battle of imbros and then one of our good friends jim grundy immediately posted up you know details from when he enlisted he enlisted 1909 and further details about him and that's great you know that People reacted to it straight away. That, well, that's uh, I'd like. Uh, we both, Jim Grundy has he's been great, a great right? fan, uh, a great not great supporter, not fan. He's a great supporter of us, and he's helped us so much. And I hope a lot of you will listen to the joint podcast we did on uh, on on uh, which is coming out on Thursday, which is called Oh dear, oh well, we'll, we'll draw a veil over that. Yeah. What it's called? Yeah. What is it called, Gary? Your en- idea? Engage brain before speaking. Yeah, what's it called, Gary? Um, it's called Heroes. Heroes all. Oh yeah, heroes all. And who named it that? I did. Yeah, and uh, I hope you. Uh, we have our first ever guest, and that is Jim Grundy, and he's wonderful. And uh, we we hope you enjoy that. Uh, that should be out on Thursday. Now, uh, so where were we? What were we rabbit? Oh yeah, then Make we sure went to Hunter Western Hill, uh, and uh, I like Hunter Western Hill. Uh, we had a bit of a chat about Hunter West. Now, there's a difference between being a bastard and being being stupid. Yeah, well, there was a bit of a difference of opinion. Alex, I think, doesn't see Hunter Weston in the same light that you no. do. Um, and, you know, it's easy to look at him in that way. But as you pointed out, you know, he went from, in um, January 1914, he was a lieutenant colonel? Yes. He went from lieutenant colonel to lieutenant general in 12 months. I went from private to lance corporal. In four and a half years, but I did do it several times. Yes, <laughs> you excelled yourself. In fact, if you added up all your promotions, Gary, you once worked out you would have I been would have a been lieutenant a, general. I would. Well, yeah, 
I'd have um, been at least a brigadier. And a, and a credit you would have been to... Uh, to uh, I'm not sure how many strikes a brigadier has, though. <laughs> at least three jokes came to my mind there, but we've been asked, by the way, dear listeners, not to uh, say anything, because Matt's got no chance of editing this, because they're daily. Oh, excellent. <laughs> excellent. Uh, so, but we're on our best behaviour, so I won't describe what came to my mind then. Um, so we were up there, and that that's a great... We could see the airfield where... Uh, where, where an aircraft, uh, uh, I forgot his name, but Bunny is his nickname. His nickname was Bunny. Yeah. And he landed and uh, his airplane was dragged into a niche in the hills. And the niche in the hill is still there. And yeah. uh, a friend of ours called Bernard de Broglio uh, has done some great then and now pictures of the field now and the niche and the aeroplane in it. And what a great bloke he is. Another great help he's been over the years. Uh, so where did we go from then? Uh, let, let me. Oh, the French guns. Yeah, we went to the French guns. Oh, now some idiot to climb on it. That's just it's. That just, was you. Oh yeah. Um, we oh. mentioned the French guns in a number of podcasts because you know we keep saying they're still there. We talk about the evacuation, the fact that guns were spiked, but they're still there. Um, and it was interesting because you made a point, and I think people picked up on this. You made a point about the positioning of those guns. Where are they firing at? Exactly, they're firing across towards the uh, um, the um, Asiatic, Asiatic batteries, batteries. Yeah, so uh, you know we've mentioned they're in the position of honour on that side. <laughs> French, some French some honour, lads, lads, you've come so far to fight. We'll put you in the position of honour on the right hand side of the line. It's just so good to have you, lovely French people there. <laughs> It's an awful, awful position to be frank, and you can see how exposed they were to fire. Well, from... V Beach is their base, their their two divisions mm. base, and from from Kumkali uh, you can fire straight into the back of it, and to Fort Okinawa, and others. And it's it, it's yes, you can fire into W Beach, but not quite as bad. But then, all the way on the right hand side, they're exposed to fire from yeah, those batteries. It's incredible, and. I salute the French and their efforts because they're also advancing up a bare spur towards a dirty great chasm, the Kerev's Dare. And uh, it's just a terrible situation. So we, 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 we looked at the French guns. But they're and there and they're not far from the road. It's like a five-minute walk and, and you're there. It's fabulous. And it's now marked. We didn't used to know where it No one mm. knew where it was, right? And now, and now it's been marked out and properly treated. There's four guns in all. We yeah, two of the guns are more accessible than two of the others, aren't they? And then from there, we went to Doughty Wiley's grave, which is always an interesting point. Uh, I just discussed the capture of the village and and his actions, and and yeah, that was interesting because Alex was particularly upset. She read the quote from uh, Private uh, uh, Flynn. Yeah, it is Flynn. Uh, William Flynn. Uh, that said the men were shouting. And what were they shouting? Get down, sir, get down. But he was he was standing there, erect and proud. Hmm. Uh, and well, she was she was upset that the uh, the, the orderly, the Batman, uh, was killed. Was and, she, and she said, well, where's his grave? You know, that's, that was her exact words. And, and you can oh. look at it like that, but, you know, that's even today. You, you gave a, a, a very good demonstration of things that happened in Northern Ireland. If, if you had a visit to, of the General Officer Command in Northern Ireland and he stood there on a corner talking, you stood with him. Even though you could be un, at risk or under fire. And, so that and, happens. And Duddles raised an example of that Colonel well. Duddles. Colonel Duddles. I, sorry, we need to give proper respect. We need to give him Duddles. respect that he has earned. 
Yes. True. Yes. Yes. Uh, now, uh, so that was Doughty Wiley's grave. And then from there, we went to the French uh, cemetery. And that's... A, you've, we've, we've, in one sense, we've discussed this. Uh, but but it, for me, it's a wonderful, beautiful cemetery. The graves are made of angle iron. If you haven't seen it, you can't imagine what it looks like because it looks weird because there's no gravestones. It's angle iron grave, graves. Yeah, I mean, they cut off, they cut off um, the side arms of them so that they don't look like crosses in some cases for obvious reasons because they, it's very diverse population in that cemetery mm-hmm. you have um, you know senegalese you have french you have everything there and um, you know it, it is an impressive memorial it, it reminds me of you know waking in the morning and the sun rising and and it's it's a fantastic morning type experience and it, it really, it really. The monument is wonderful. It, it concentrates it, the mind. It does. And I, I've always liked the French, uh, French. Uh, well, you've got the ossuaries at the top. We've talked about them before. Oh, well, how With, come? You Matt, know. I know, do you know Matt, our, our sponsor, Matt? Glenn. Now, now, let's be fair, Nat. Oh, we call him Nat now. Now, Matt, Matt did some proper work. I remember him doing it on, and he was saying, "How come?" How come the French casualties are meant to be about ten or eleven thousand, and yet there's four ossuaries with three thousand each in, plus all the graves there, and then there's the bouvet with seven hundred. Yeah. So, so, and Matt couldn't make them add up, and and I've never been able to make them add up, and I, I think there is some confusion. I mean, the overall figure of French casualties has given us twenty-seven thousand. Now that may be right, but but it just seems low that it's. Uh, is, is but even so, and it's not a race. It's more than the Australians and New Zealanders put together, and this is quite the French suffered. The, the French, French suffered. suffered. Yeah, and and it's I, I take your point because the four Austrians are twelve thousand on the run. Yeah, and it's 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 just a bit puzzling, and and I know Matt did some quite serious work on it and could never resolve it. Uh, now, um, uh, so. That, that, so that, 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 the French, we had a bit of chat about how in some ways are the most serious military force there because they had uh, the artillery and the ammunition, whereas uh, the British, some divisions had no artillery at all. We certainly, none of them had enough uh, ammunition and it was just not that good. Um, uh, well, even hand, the Turks didn't, didn't no, have a, you know, as much uh, artillery ammunition as perhaps uh, was or, necessary. Or good either. A lot of it didn't explode, which great with them i mean if it's you it's a hard look but if it doesn't hit you you're probably all right um so it, the, the french have got to be remembered and increasingly people like because matt is keener to remember them and and we are quite and, and i know steve james another prominent gallipoli guard we're all keen to remember the french thing uh, the french role and uh, the french aren't that bothered themselves and we had a little rather an amusing account of why the the french and the british not that bothered about Gallipoli, and it, it's fundamentally because we've had so many disasters that it, and it's not our first. Whereas for the Australians and New Zealanders, I think you've made this point before, it's their first real time under the cosh, hmm. uh, and that's why it resonates. And there's this whole culture of mateship which they attribute to Gallipoli. I'm not sure that's actually the case, but it's how they feel. And we've tried to make this point before you have to respect how country how nationalities feel about things yeah yeah now we went from there to uh, the turkish 
National Memorial, didn't we? A B-Day Memorial, the big memorial. And there we handed over to uh, two two brilliant people. One was Roger, an old friend of mine. And Roger gave us a, a little bit of ancient history, didn't he? Because he talked us through um, the, the fact that it used to be a city called Elias. Uh, and that uh, it was a sort of almost Trojan contemporary-style city. And he, he was pointing out all the, the things. He showed us the, the huge walls. He showed us this, that, and the other. And, and it, it made you realise, because the French, who are sometimes weird, actually set about an archaeological dig, which they did for four or five months, rather, at Gallipoli, and found loads of ancient remains. And that, that was quite an interesting... Uh, piece from 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 roger and it showed how uh, how cultured we all are i felt i felt well it, I, what it does show is that, that if, if if somewhere is strategically important it is strategically important so you know we've said this before about the road to waterloo for example you know in, on the western front the, the uh the cockpit of europe exactly you 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 find that there's been conflict in these places repeatedly well that's because it's strategically important the dardanelles are strategically important so that was very interesting and roger you know he he does have an interest perhaps that we don't have in the uh, the the old and decrepit um but uh you know he um he's getting on in age he himself. is getting on yeah that's why he's probably got it but actually i just realized he's, he's two months younger than me <laughs> but it was very very interesting and then of course you know Berlin, Oh, he was brilliant. He was brilliant. What, a, what, a, what a great guy he is. And, uh, t- tell me how you... Because he brings it home to you that it, about the Turks, about about their naming traditions, about their casualty figures, which the British used to ludicrously exaggerate. And he said they now know who the 60,000 people are and can name all of them. Yeah, I mean, he did point out that there'd been some funding over the last 15, 16 years that perhaps wasn't there before. And what that, that's allowed them to do is they built uh, a huge monument uh, which looks like an M, frankly, to the Mehmets. And, uh, that was back in 1961. That was back yeah, in 61. The and they didn't do much else at that time. Well, now, you're quite right, each of these individual um, memorials, because there they're, aren't people buried no, there. They're not graves, are they? They're not graves. Symbolic, he They're symbolic graves. graves, and they have... 40 names on each one, like 20 either side. And he, he, uh, explain the naming traditions, uh, Bulent, son of Yorkmus, and Oglu, what Oglu, Oglu mean? meaning son of. So, you, and you know, I suppose it's obvious that it really he pointed out that uh, you know, lots of them had the same name, so there's lots of Mehmets, and so they would be Mehmet, son of Mehmet for example. And this is the sort of thing you have to, I mean, when you come to a battlefield tour, you can't just look at it with one eye at one side. You've well, we can, because both of us got dodgy eyes. Yeah, we have got dodgy left eyes in that side. <laughs> Whatever goes on the left hand side. Oh, no, it's my right eye. Oh, we should make a oh, pair. Oh, well, we're a perfect pair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but one of the things he did say is that in, you know, in, in, this is uh, um, Ataturk that's uh, basically decided people will have surnames and they could choose them. So, um, you know, I did know uh, from last year what uh, um, Berlin's surname meant, but I thought I'd ask because it was interesting. And Berlin's surname, Yorkmus, Yorkmus means fearless. But there are people called Mehmet Tree and, you know, Mehmet Rock because they picked that. And a lot chose to have the family name that they'd always had and be son of. Sadly, we can't tell you what Alex uh, suggested 
I should have been called because that would. Uh, I can probably guess. Yes, it wasn't good. No, but that was really interesting. And then we walked round. We went sort of round to where uh, S Beach is. We we didn't go down to S Beach, but you, you know you can get yeah, an appreciation of the, the ground. The two sides of it. One, the bit in the bay, is quite difficult to get an angle on, and the cliff that the others climbed up. And then we had a final bit of a discussion about about whether the uh, the South Wales borders were right to stay where they were or whether they should have gone back to help them. Because there's more there. there. There's three companies there, and that, that, there's, that's three more. There's only one company defending VB. Should they have gone back? But this is one of those questions. They thought there was a division of Turkish troops in the area. If they'd left that, and this is where Duddles, Colonel Duddles, came to, came to the fore, in my view, because he put the case very brilliantly. You've got one thing to do. Do it. Don't mess about. Just do it and hold that ground so that when the others come forward, if you abandon that ground, then for all you know, a, a, a Turkish regiment could appear and seize it. And there were cases at Gallipoli where this happened, the most famous of them being Scimitar Hill during the Suvla fighting. They moved a battalion off and the Turks moved on it and they never took it back again. So yeah. that, I thought that was an excellent contribution by Duddles. Yeah, it is because, you know, if you don't do your job, then others may not be able to do theirs, or they may suffer as a result. So he's absolutely right. There is initiative shown, as we've discussed in previous podcasts, but sometimes the right initiative is to do your job, you know, whatever you've been told to do, and do it well. Now, that basically brought our day to an end. It was an early start, and so we, we finished early today, and, and we got back really early to the Come Hotel, that's the name of the hotel at which we're staying. Uh, other hotels are available in the Gallipoli area without such silly names. Uh, yeah, but it was so close that we got back. You wouldn't get back quite so quickly to others. <laughs> right, on that note, we'll perhaps leave you. Anyway, I hope you'll join us uh, every day for this tour. There's about five or six more days to come. And we'll just be doing this, reviewing our day. And, and having a chat about what we feel about what we've experienced. Uh, and uh, thank you very much to Matt for hosting it. Cheers, Pete. Cheers, Gary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thanks for listening. 
Follow us on Twitter and Facebook to learn more about each episode. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you have a couple of options. You can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee forward slash PGMH or consider subscribing to the podcast for only £2 per month and get ad-free listening and bonus content. You can find links for both on our Facebook and Twitter accounts. Sounds great, doesn't it?